When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ain't Got a Question, a special one-off podcast mashup for Red Nose Day. I'm Dane Baptiste, the host of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything podcast. Hi, I'm Marcus from Ain't Got a Clue podcast. This year, Acast are bringing you a one-off series of Red Nose Day podcast mashups. Yeah, and I'm Kay from the Ain't Got a Clue podcast, and Red Nose Day is coming. So whatever you do, no matter how small, you can help people live free from poverty, violence, and discrimination. Yeah, I'm Howard, Dane's producer and co-host on the Question Everything podcast. You have the power to do something incredible this Red Nose Day, whether it's a little or a lot. The money you donate will help tackle poverty, take action against violence and bring an end to discrimination. Text podcast to 70210 to give £10 today. Uh, to donate £10, the word podcast to 70210. Text cost your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers permission. Ask it. Ask it indeed, over 60, <laughs> under 16 year olds. Yeah. Or over 16 Remember year olds. Remember when they used to do that on like Live and Kicking or whatever? You're like, Rod, what well, actually have to ask the Bill Pitt's permission? Yeah, of <laughs> well, that answer means, that answer meant no, where I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but please do donate, and for full terms and conditions, please visit comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup to give what you can now. Right, let's get on with the show then. For listeners of Dane's podcast, uh, I just want to let you know about Ain't Got A Clue. Ain't Got A Clue is a very simple premise, kind of similar to, to, to yours really, Dane and Howard. Hmm. We, Suspect. at the start of each episode, yes, exactly, exactly the same, <laughs> fucking ripped it off. Not even, not even great minds, Howard. <laughs> so basically, Kay and I listen to your podcast, and we're like, how can we do this, bro? <laughs> but Kay and I are self-confessed absolute horrible at quizzes so we thought let's general make a knowledge po- general is knowledge on the floor is poor so we yeah. thought how do we improve it let's make a podcast while we're at the start of every episode one of us asks the other a quiz question we then give them the answer and then we have a little chat around the answer and all you have to do by the end of the episode is remember the answer to the question so that's the premise of our podcast yeah. Good podcast. I like the idea. Go, <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds a little bit cleverer than ours, Dave. I was like, that's nasty. <laughs> well, uh, how, despite Howard's misgivings, I do love the Ain't Got a Clue show. Um, for those who aren't aware, um, Dane Baptiste Questions Everything is a podcast which does exactly what it says on the tin with myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. I actually nicknamed him that. Yeah, that first really? episode. Yeah, big, that's big right. moment I, of my career. There we go. There we go. So <laughs> Howard got a name and you guys got a podcast. Everybody wins. And so <laughs> we have learned that by sharing information and knowledge, that trivia no longer becomes trivial in the minds of our listeners and our friends alike. Beautiful. Yeah, we go. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that's the setup for the show. Uh, and as the producer, 
I thought we'd use the format of Dame Baptiste questions, everything, but make all our questions centered around trivia mm-hmm. and knowledge. Does that sound all right? Fair enough. Fair, fair. Yeah, by me. I mean, who's guests on whose podcast here is my question, though. Like, I mean, this is going on both feeds, isn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we were here first, so I feel that, you know, it's my Zoom link. <laughs> So that's the... Oh, it's your Zoom? Okay. Oh, right. Oh, is that how you're moving? Yeah. Okay. Howard, it's very clear who would have picked up their ball if they weren't getting the decisions going their way in grand football. (laughs) You have to pick me. It's my ball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going home. (laughs) All right, man, do you want to be in goal? (laughs) I was actually a goalkeeper as a kid, as it goes. (laughs) (laughs) The way, the way uh, Kay said it, though, he don't, he don't, he's not respecting the goalkeeping work yeah, yeah. at all. No, um, I actually uh, was a hero in a penalty uh, competition for charity. Again, doing charity work at a young a penalty age. penalty competition? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even call it a penalty shootout. He was like, yeah, uh, there was a penalty competition. You know what? I actually, uh, I actually had this amazing... What, my best ever moment of my career in football was... <laughs> Of this charity penalty competition, all of these pe- different people from my school, and I, I, none of them could beat me. And I, I told a bunch of kids I was actually Brazilian, uh, and uh, that I played for Brazil <laughs> under 19s. And loads of people around the area. Kind Do of you know what? Yeah, at, at first glance, that sounds bad, isn't it? Like, but then, like nowadays, Brazilians are called Fred. <laughs> and they played for Man United. So, uh, yeah. Howard. Uh, Howard. Uh, yeah, it was actually, I, Howard. I told them my name was Cozinho, uh, which has, <laughs> has stuck with some friends from yeah, school. Yeah, no, you should have stuck with wow. Howard. <laughs> but you did the most. What a web of lies, bruv. You said that. All for charity, no, all for charity. So. All for charity. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> and now it's full circle because we're here again for charity. <laughs> At the end of Howard's career, <laughs> his footballing career, back where he started, giving back to the people. Yeah, no, we're good. very grateful, Howard. Um, also, we're very grateful to have both Kate and Marcus on the podcast. Both have been guests on the podcast. And, uh, was and we're grateful to have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're grateful to have you on our podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> like you. <laughs> But really, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, look, it's great of you to come on here. Yeah, look, at how, really... look at how we're trying to save the podcast like everything else he does. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Um, it's really yeah, good welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome so what we'll do is, is we'll, we'll set the tone of the pod now with uh, Kay asking a question in the style of Ain't Got A Clue then, right? Yeah. So he's going to ask you a question and all you guys have to reply is Ain't Got A Clue. We'll give you the answer and then we'll... Jump what right if I know it, the yeah. answer? You still got to lie, all right? Okay, right? sure. So, sure. Boy, you yeah, Howard, no just keep lying. Just more, <laughs> more lies, Howard. Yeah, Cousinho. No, I'm going to wake up my baby, honestly. Anyway. Well, because well, Nino. <laughs> little Nino. Yeah, little Nino. <laughs> Oh no, oh, Nino! No. <laughs> Nino! Papa! Toda Nino! Right, come on, let's let's right. let's okay. see. So, <laughs> let's be serious, guys. Come on. Now this this is be this is gonna be a particularly interesting conversation. Okay. Uh because who was the only UK Prime Minister to be assassinated? Oh, I haven't got Ooh. a clue. I ain't got a clue, mate. I ain't, ain't got a clue. Got a clue. I actually think well, it's not I'll true. I'll tell you the answer, actually, because I mean, we off the top of our heads, we could we could probably name a bunch of American presidents, and I'll get on that that yeah. have been assassinated or there have been attempts to. Right? I mean, out there, they they got a lot more guns. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that, guns, that's yeah. part of it, right? But the only uh, prime minister to be assassinated was Spencer Percival. There we go. And yeah. what? When was this? 
Well, I'm going to get onto that, Howard, right? <laughs> Spencer Percival. So, but like, for, firstly, when, when I talk about assassinations, what, what are the p- people that come to mind? Well, Kennedy. Well, the, word, the word was created by Shakespeare, so that's some trivia for you. Nice. I did know that. I didn't know yeah. about that. I mean, wow, thanks for uh, that. I mean, of course, please do fact check that before I start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, it's based on the assassins who were like the Arabic like stealth people that were um, working during the Crusades. But... Um, Maybe check that out. But I think the term assassination comes from Shakespeare. Um, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. You always think of Kennedy, right? Big, Kennedy. big, one, big ones. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, the one, that, that's the one that worked, right? That worked well. Right. And, yeah. and, and Lincoln. Or did he? Because there's yeah. lots of conspiracy mm. theories surrounding it. That's where the term originates from as well. Conspiracy theorists was when people start speculating about the nature of the JFK assassination. Yeah. There you what go. So, so yeah. you got like Lincoln. I'll say James, uh, Lincoln was shot April 14th, 1865. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got James A. Garfield, July 2nd, 1881. And mm-hmm. that was less than four months after being sworn in. So he didn't even warm in. He was yeah. shot. Just at, past the probation at, period. At a railroad station, bro. Wow. That's... In a railroad station, James A. Garfield, is, right? But this is before, was this for like Secret Service detail was a part of the presidential kind of um, package? Because I feel like. If I'm and I'm basing this largely on what I saw on Wild Wild West with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, which is good documentary. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's very <laughs> mechanical spiders. I'm really glad they don't exist anymore. Those things. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, man. Do you know what though? This is this like if you look at all of these ones. Like obviously, Lincoln was shot um, at a theater, right? Um, and William oh, McKinley was shot at the Temple of Music at the Pan American <laughs> Exposition in Buffalo. So basically, anything that involved transport yep. or entertainment. That's where they get they you when you're going. relaxing. Have you heard the weird? Have you heard the inverse conspiracy theory about um, JFK and Lincoln's assassinations? In that Lincoln was killed in Ford's Theater, and JFK was shot in a Lincoln. <sighs> There's a few more weird parallels that people come up with, but I don't know all of them. I think it's a. Uh... But it's mad, isn't it? Though, like in the US, they've had to think about that because remember when Obama got. Um... Into power, mm. and his yeah. inauguration speech, they had like the bulletproof glass yeah. surrounding yeah. it, like which every flipping comedian for months was like, "Man, you know for that for that inauguration speech, they're gonna get Obama running running laps around the stage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know his training was pure calisthenics and just <laughs> and, and weaving. Yeah, yeah let's, remember that, let's remember that. Let's remember Obama is from Chicago, so I'm sure he was more than au fait with that in the first place. Yeah, so, yeah, he um, was. Are you assuming yeah. that he? had a, a strap with him on stage because he's I'm from not... Chicago <laughs> from I mean Chicago. it would have it been smart in, and the whole assassination thing was the reason why uh, Colin Powell who I think was the former uh, Colin Powell God rest his soul mm. yeah God rest his soul he was a deputy general and I think at one point after Desert Storm people have said that maybe he should run for president and the threat of assassination I think was one of the reasons why he didn't go for it in the end hmm. yeah so, it's very serious also, I mean, yeah. also sorry to cut you That's off uh, he made the name Colin sound mad weird. <laughs> Colin. 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 Yeah. I like that. Colin. I like that. Are you Colin? No. Oh, no. Colin. 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 Um, so I know a girl I don't called know. Sharon once who said the name was Sharon. Sharon. That's yeah, but that, 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 that is, was he Israeli? Different. She was a, oh, no, she, she was Jamaican. So... <laughs> Because <laughs> Sh- you know you Sharon, got Ariel Sharon, Sharon in it. Yeah, that yeah. was a Israeli. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was assuming like, oh, it might be like a Hebrew thing. But you're just saying yeah, her yeah, name. Yeah. No, she was nah. Sharon. No, she was Sharon. Uh, my name is Sharon. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so also another thing with with presidencies, they actually have once they get the security detail, that is their security detail for life. Yeah. Nice. So once you, so Obama security got when he was well, signed in, right? 
not that I'm not really. Oh, so like James, his name's James. He's the head of Secret Service for that's Obama. It. That's it. That's, that's him it forever. For I think it's Clinton. One of Clinton's daughters married their their family security guard because you get close to the family, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but that's mad weird, man. What kind of abusive power is going on there? Like, hey, James, <laughs> you know, like you're always with me. So why don't you just go prom with me? It's, it's natural. <laughs> Ever since Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner, I think I think that yeah, they could have been watching. Could have, that could have been on TV. They were both watching it, and they looked at each other. There you go. That's the exactly. bodyguard. So yeah, security is serious that, because of all of this. What about um, Reagan? That's what someone who they tried to assassinate. Isn't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was upon returning to his limousine after a speech in Washington D.C. You're seeing a pattern. A lot of these are just in Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other assassin uh, attempts as well. You had Andrew Jackson in 1835. Right. An insane man attempted to shoot Jackson, but two of his guns misfired. Jackson beat him with his cane. Yes! <laughs> nice. And the man was apprehended, bro. <laughs> right? Uh, Gerald Ford in 1975. Uh, Lynette Frome, who was a follower of Charles Manson, tried to shoot the president, but had no bullets in the gun's firing chamber, and she was quickly apprehended. Like, if you're going to go and kill someone, this is two assassination terms yeah. where it's like, one misfired, one didn't have any, like... Bullets in the gun. Like, at least take the bullets, bro. Like, you might want to check you got your bullets in your gun. I mean, I'm not going to try and advise people on how to assassinate others out but, here. And, and, but here's like the thing, show, I, think pretty, I think that's pretty obvious, though. But here's yeah. the thing. Gerald Ford, again, right? So in the same month, so that was September the 5th, in September, on September the 22nd, Sarah Jane Moore fired two shots at a president in San Francisco. The first shot narrowly missed its target as she raised her arm to fire and again. An ex-Marine grabbed, uh, grabbed her, causing her to miss again. Wow. Gerald Ford is the luckiest man fucking alive, bruv. The scariest thing. Oh, and his name is Ford. Lincoln. He was shot at the Ford Theater. Oh. There we go. Uh, but yeah, back to the Prime Minister, Spencer Percival. Do you, um, he, at 5.15pm on the evening of 11th of May, 1812, Percival was on his way to attend the inquiry into the Orders in Council. The what? As he entered the lobby of the House of Commons, a man stepped forward, drew his pistol and shot him in the chest. Pow, pow. Percival fell to the floor. After uttering something that was ver variously heard as murder and oh my god. You probably, probably went, oh my god. <laughs> I've been murdered. Like murder I've been murdered. And they're going, I think he said something like murder, oh yeah. my god. Like, like, no, he's going, oh my god. Someone's yes. <laughs> trying to murder me. Oh, Ouch. He, he, he didn't expect to die that way. He was like, I imagine I will die in a house of commons surrounded by women and lovely orgy. <laughs> murder? Oh God! <laughs> Apparently oh God. those were his last words though, Dame. By the time he had uh, been carried into an adjoining room and propped up on a table with his feet on two chairs, he was senseless, although there was still a faint pulse. And when the surgeon arrived a few minutes later, the pulse had stopped and Percival was declared dead. Mm. At first it was feared that the shot might signal the start of an uprising, but it soon became apparent that the assassin, who had made no attempt to escape, was a man with an obsessive grievance against the government and had acted alone. The assassin was a man called John Bellingham. Oh, that sounds like an assassin's name. Or a midfielder. Same, same. Yeah, I mean, we've got Jude Bellingham. He plays for England yeah. and Dortmund. Yeah. I don't think they're related, just to let people know at home. We you know, you never know. You never know. We can't know Howard. I'm not going to say it. No idea, Howard. You can't just throw stuff out like that. Has Jude Bellingham done a 23 and me test? You don't know. That's a whole podcast itself, isn't it? But Bellingham was a merchant, right? He was a merchant who believed that he had been unjustly imprisoned in Russia. Right. right, and was entitled to compensation from the government. 
but all these petitions had been rejected. Can you imagine that? Bro, like, I set up a petition. I, set, I, was, I was on change.org. Yeah. I set up a petition. <laughs> yeah. And you rejected that. All right. So I'm going to nank you now, bruv. It's a bit much. But, you know, <laughs> want to write a letter first, maybe? <laughs> what would but you rejected my letters. That's why I'm here, bro. Exactly. At some point, he'd have been dragged away, being like, "Don't worry. One day, petitions will mean something. <laughs> Once they have enough signatures, then you'll see. This is just the beginning." Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that when when they allow women and children on the petitions as well, maybe that would make the real yes. difference. Now he is insane. Take him away. <laughs> Take him away. <laughs> what was this guy's last words? Uh, what Percival's yeah, or what was his like that's quite an amazing thing to be recorded oh he's, he's, his last words were murder oh my god right oh right <laughs> can you imagine that said like as in like John that's, Buck- that, that's me oh my god that's murder murder that's murder that's murder in the house yeah. oh, oh my <laughs> murder it's, all, <laughs> it's almost a fence isn't it oh yeah murder yeah well not to be pernickety, but he could have said, oh no, I've been assassinated if he was really trying to, you know, live up to yeah. the Yeah, the but time. it was just the surprise, bruv, like, rah, killed <laughs> me. you know, me. Imagine that you're prime minister, bruv, and like, rah, someone just killed me, bruv, me. Me, you know. <laughs> so he, Percival's body was laid on a sofa in a speaker's drawing room and was removed uh, to number 10 in the early hours of 12th May. That same morning, an inquest was held at the Cat and Bagpipes Public house. That means pub for all it's you pub, yep. charlatans. Uh, on a corner so of Downing held, Street. So they held the inquest at the pub. Yeah, and on a corner yeah. of Downing Street. Was there cheese and wine there? Probably. It was a work of it. <laughs> okay, cool. um, that's, as, that's, as, that's as British as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a verdict of willful murder was returned. I, mean, I imagine how that long that took. Right, I think he's been murdered, lads. Anybody fancy a pint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made this worthwhile about three hours here. Uh, Percival left a widow and 12 children, aged between three and 20. And there were soon, yeah. And there were soon rumours that he had not left them well provided for. He had just a hundred and a hundred and six pounds and five shillings. Hmm. Uh, and what is what? What's one D? I don't know what one D is in a bank. I don't know what that is, but um, old money. By the way, have you ever worked out how shillings and stuff? Were, I mean, Howard, you're probably old enough to remember. <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you try and do like shilling converters and that yeah it There's is a point in, yeah exactly it's wild but like it will tell you like because I remember when I was watching um, we discussed in another podcast yeah well I was watching um, Peaky Blinders oh, yeah. Peaky Blinders and I was seeing the money and I was like how much money are they really making and I converted it online and it was like raw this is like they, they didn't it wasn't a hundred units it was like something else yeah I mean a lot quite a lot Oh, yeah. so, so the so, pence is the D, by the way. That's in the old money when they have yeah. that. That means pence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in a bank when he died. So a few days after his death, Parliament voted to settle £50,000 on Percival's children with initial annu- annu- annuities for his widow and his eldest son. Jane Percival married Lieutenant Colonel Sir Henry Carr, brother of the Reverend Robert James Carr, then Vicar of Brighton in 1815 and was widowed again six years later. Can you imagine the luck on this woman, bruv? Uh, she died 74 in 1844. But Percival was buried on the 16th of May, 1812, in the Egmont Vault at St. Luke's Church in Charlton. So any of you Charlton fans out there, Woolwich and all of that, <laughs> get yourself down there. Uh, just before the next, next home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah lovely. Just, there's, just before there's, you're there's, paying, there's, a, like, there's a statue for you, yeah. motherfuckers. Just before you're, you're paying respects to like Carmen Donker and what you did for your club, uh, just go over there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, it was a private funeral. Lord Eldon, Lord Liverpool, Lord Harrowby, oh, yeah. and Ryder, Richard Ryder. Were, Richard Ryder, Richard what, a Ryder. what a name. That's what a great name name. that is, bro. <laughs> All the pallbearers. Uh, the previous day, Bellingham had been tried and refusing to enter a plea of insanity, he was found guilty and he was hanged on the 18th of May. So two days after, I think he was laid to rest, he was killed. Mm. But um, yeah, 
I mean, there you go. Spencer Percival, wow. British statesman and, and barrister, <clears throat> Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from October 1809 until his assassination in May 1812. And he's the only British Prime Minister to have been assassinated and the only Solicitor General to have become Prime Minister. Mm. And he got Ooh. shot. Yeah, he got shot. Cambridge oh, educated as well. Right, so do you want to ask a question now? Oh, right, yeah, so that was that was the, uh, the uh, what's it, have I got a clue? Uh, for, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Ain't Got a Clue. The so name of their you. podcast, how it is. We're just going to hand over to you now, Howard. From um, <laughs> Welcome back to... Um, no. Howard, who isn't even on the title of the podcast. <laughs> 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 Shh. <laughs> you don't even. You ain't even on the front cover. No, we don't, who gonna, are you? Make, don't make me laugh. I'm gonna wake up my child. Right. If you don't want your producer all up in your podcast, jumping up in your content. Your videos, come over to your Zoom links. Yeah. Come over there and got a clue. Come over here. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna, my my question uh, for this episode. I've got a pre. I've got to be a preamble for the question. Right. So, do you remember a uh, footballer? Who played for uh, Scotland? Dortmund, Jude Bellingham. I remember him. <laughs> Jude Bellingham. Yeah. No, the great 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 grandson of. In 1812. No, so do you remember a play for Scotland called Colin Hendry? Yes, of yes. course. He played for Blackbird as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, my question, <laughs> I've got a question off the back of this question, which is, do you know what Colin Hendry's favourite film is of all time? <laughs> um, because, because <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go totally left field and go Moana. Pretty woman, Dane. Are we, are we close, Howard? Uh, what do you reckon? No, you're not close. Right. Not I'm going to go for 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> I think in- something with Sandra Bullock in it. <laughs> incorrect. Miss Congeniality. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. All right, Notting Hill. Incorrect. Is Sandra Bullock in Notting Hill? No, but like, I just... I just well, now we're just naming yeah, films. Yeah, you're just naming <laughs> films that Colin Gravity, Hendry might also really like. George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. X- in- Interstellar. Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, Braveheart. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, See, that's where you were going to yeah. go, but you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, Minions. No. <laughs> Colin Hendry. Toy Story 3. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Um, Colin Hendry. Star Wars Episode 1. Star Wars Episode yeah. 2. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Boys We've got, yeah, bad boys three. We've got over yeah, half an hour and a field here. It's actually bad boys for life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was Fast not and furious. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Yes. <laughs> None of those are ex Scotland international. Colin Hendry's favourite film. Colin Hendry's favourite film. Last time I checked, was uh, a film called the The Warriors uh, about a oh. gang of New York. In, in New York, about a gang going to a big. You never seen that film, The Warriors? Famous yeah, film, yeah, definitely, mm, yeah, classic. Now yeah. you've got to ask yourself, no, Julie, why the why do I know that? Like, what possible? Like, it's only because my friend Ferg, who sometimes listens to this show, Ferg, used to talk about it at school. That he thought that made Colin Hendry like a badass that he liked that film. So, what? My question is simple, really, off the back of that pointless piece of information that you now have about ex Scotland international Colin Hendry. How much? useless knowledge do you have in your brain? Because I have a way too much. 
Way too uh, much. Well, not much because that's why we started the podcast, Ain't Got a Clue. If you want to listen to it, <laughs> yeah. it's called Ain't Got a Clue. I'm it's available just, on all I once again would just like to welcome our guest. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Questioning everything. We're to what's, fill it with a lot what's this more. guy's problem, bro? Question uh, <laughs> everything, guys. Uh, what's this guy's problem? <laughs> yeah, I love the way you question everything in your show. It's really uh, <laughs> a nice vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but you must you really don't have any because that's why I, part of the reason I'm asking it is you, you must um, have some I, knowledge come I'm on fi- yeah I've got a, I feel like during the process of creating this show my mind has been filled full of a lot of random knowledge because we sift through stuff mm. to get to the stuff yeah, that we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. so there's loads extra floating around and I am somebody who loves I love to watch the chase horrible mm. at it but it is that uh, Dane did all right on the chase, by the way. Yeah, he did all right. He did well. Famously. One of the highest, one of the highest um, <laughs> things that ever was. Cash I was on pointless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we got beaten, right? So it was me and Rory Bremner. Rory Bremner does stuff on Radio 4. I thought this guy's got it in the bag, bruv, right? Yeah. <laughs> me and Rory Bremner. <laughs> Listen, I'm out here helping him, yeah? All right, here's one of the rounds, yeah? You had to choose like pictures of like an artist yeah. and basically say, who it was I just looked at any black artist on there I was like that's Drake that's CeeLo that's whatever yeah, yeah. and nobody knew what those ones were apart from me and I was like yep that's my thing but yeah we got beaten by wait for it Denise Van Outen and Duncan from Blue Ooh. in the final if you were to, on paper I know Dane can't say anything because he's always on a, on with her um, uh, Denise, on Denise, Pack Lunch Denise, Denise Van Outen is a polymath and a massively talented woman to be fair she absolutely can, she's, she's what however, a, tri- a, a quadruple threat However, Sing, dance, thinking you've trivia. Got, if you've got Rory Bremner, mm, yeah, that's true. I would feel like I feel like he'd be packed full of. Numbers. I thought Rory Bremner was gonna come and just like blow them away. Instead, then he's gone out and, and Duncan from Blue Bruv beat us. I think I think um, nice I think guys, that, um, nice people. Rory Bremner could do an impression of someone who knows what they're talking about. That's where you went wrong. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. his forte, really. So he could do a banging Spencer Percival. You know, I asked him. Yeah, exactly. But is, is, is there such a thing as trivial knowledge, though? <laughs> is there such a thing as trivial knowledge? I have yeah, so yeah, much knowledge yeah. of football in my head. It's I think it's a complete waste of my brain power to know what I know. Like I don't. Are you one of them ones that go? Well, yeah, no, but Arsenal had more XG that game uh, no yeah. <laughs> no I, I could probably tell you if you told me a game of, of some significance I could probably remember who scored and like you know like like just useless stuff that just seems to have no real value uh, it's not what, useless though how do you acquire that knowledge is it literally passive you don't sit there studying minutes of games do you does it just float in yeah it floats in uh <laughs> Someone just ship it in there. Yeah, yeah. And I thought oh, I wanted really, to go for it. I mean, I you, know, you could show me in. pictures of you know hundreds of men that have played for Arsenal, and I'd be able to tell you all of their names. Like I find that kind of like probably a lot of the knowledge is Arsenal based. Now I think about it, actually, Dane, because you know, I have a, about Howard, I have a theory. Go on. Did you did you go to did you go to football with your dad? Yeah. Then maybe that's why mm. your brain makes a point to link all of the memories around your late father. Maybe so that's probably why you're able to retain the information. But now I'm like listening to stuff about whatever I saw Alberto Mendes Rodriguez in, a, in something. If anyone remembers that guy who Arsenal signed from the German fifth, fifth division in 1997, uh, and um, <laughs> you know, like what that kind of fact? Yeah, like so why do I know that? Like why would I need? Yeah. I need all right, my... who was who was the back four? <laughs> I mean, it's well, going to no, be embarrassing. Who was the midfield? Who was the midfield in uh, 90, was it 1990 
when you lot played Liverpool at Anfield on the last day of the season to win the league? Oh, well, you got David Rowcastle, obviously, God rest his soul. Rocky! You've got Mickey Thomas, who scored the winner, you know, the big moment. You've got Paul Merson. And I think you've also got... <laughs> I love the way you never mentioned anything about Paul Merson. Paul Merson. Yeah, well, Paul Merson. Who, who, was, alive? <laughs> who, who, who was alive and a citizen of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know what, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to remember the other person. Still though. Yeah. 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 And I was, I, I was actually, you know, only a, a young kid at that point. So I don't... I, was that the formation, Howard? Or was it 3 4 4 2 they would have played, I imagine. Alan, oh, Alan Smudger-Smith up, Smudge up front. Uh, with John Lukic in goal, who then got replaced by David oh Seaman the, the year after. Hard times. I mean, this is what I mean, though. Why do I have this John knowledge? Lukic. Marcus is shaking his head. He's like, what's wrong with it's this guy? Howard, it's going to come I'm, I'm, No, Marcus is an Arsenal fan. I'm, He's I'm, like, I'm, I'm shaking my head because I just, I find that phenomenal. But I think Dane's touching on something there where you've obviously had some experience in your life mm. where you've got really strong neural connections. And sometimes learning isn't all about sitting there and going, I'm going to learn all these facts. Because yeah. I feel like if you sat there, you wouldn't have had this, they wouldn't have gone in the same mm. way. But it feels like passively, you're just, you can have this capacity to take on random knowledge like that. And it's random to me, but is it is it yeah. random to you? Because you've got it all categorized in a specific way. Yeah, but even no, like... I, I reckon football knowledge isn't as pointless as people make out, right? Like, hmm. if if you're watching it and you take an interest in it, it's sort of like... A lot, it, a lot of it's pattern recognition. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you're seeing certain players and the way they play and you're seeing certain... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Systems, it's allowed you to develop your understanding of the game. So when you're watching a game now, you're like, well, that's similar to what I've seen in X, Y, and Z. And yeah, blah, blah, I guess blah. so. I remember when that was like that. <clears throat> and I'm planning on coaching my son's team when he's old enough to play football. So it might come into some use then. <laughs> oh, look, you, at that. look at that. Look at aspirations. That, yeah, he's ah, going to be look that at kind that. of coach as well. He's going to be the most serious coach to like five year olds. <laughs> Right, listen to your shits. Right, here's what you're gonna do now. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, by the way, it was, Ke- it was Howard Cohen, aka Casino. It's firm but fair. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I bet you he's gonna do a documentary about it, like the United guys do with Salford. Uh, it's just gonna be Howard's team are down two nil at half time. Howard has a decision to make. Does he take off his son? Yeah. Or does he put in the star striker? Oh, no, never. I can never take off my son. Um, well, then you can't manage a team, Howard. <laughs> uh, it was, by the way, it was Kevin Richardson who was the other midfielder that I, oh, wow. I forgot. Oh, wow. uh, and he, he moved on to Aston Villa a couple of years later. Like, why do I need to know this? Like they, I, think they, I think they actually played a back five that day, by the way, Dane, because um, we were trying to stop Liverpool from scoring. Uh, and then one, and two, job nil. done. Yeah. Nice oh. Great game though. You should watch a documentary about yeah, it. Yeah, United. It's 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 the bit. It's the better Aguero for Arsenal fans. Obviously, everyone goes on about the Aguero thing. Uh, you know. It's, yeah, it's because it wasn't done in the Premier League. It was the old Division One. Why. If that was a Premier League season, mm. 
I think it'd be there amongst them. But like, it's so funny. Football fans now just assume the uh, football didn't exist before the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah like, pretty much. It's just like, oh, what? No, sorry. It's only Premier League that matters. Uh, some fans will, will go as far as not even acknowledging when it was sponsored by Carling. So anything 2000 oh, onwards. Oh my goodness. Really? That's how, that's how you yeah, like, like, like if it, Because if you, if people forget the, the absolute amount of ballers we had in the 90s. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? It, and the, the standard of Premier League, right? It was... It wasn't like now where the top teams were like so far above yeah. the other team. Like, like the, I think was I think winning was things, Bev. Sorry? Remember when Blackburn won things? That's Blackburn how, was yeah, doing yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. Newcastle but, but like, was doing Villa stuff. were good. Villa were very good for a period. Yeah, of but like, I think, I think like nowadays, like the top takes so much more points away from the bottom. Back then, it was a lot more... Mm. Equal. Well, that's yeah. what made it one of the best leagues in the world to watch. Do you know what I mean? Well, it wasn't back then, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The standard wasn't as good. As, standard wasn't as good as Serie A. That's for sure. No, Serie A back then. I mean, when they were rigging the matches, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. When the Maf- when the mafia was in charge of the Italian league, <laughs> yeah. that's when it was good. It was good watching. <laughs> but it was funny seeing people like Ravanelli and Janino come over here to Middlesbrough and going, "Yeah, it's been my dream to play here." Sharp man. <laughs> there's, there's a big, there's a big crowd as well. Managing it, like. uh, we got Zola before he. Uh, it was good to see Zola at Chelsea and the Canio yeah, and uh, yeah. and Fastino Aspria. I remember he was a big deal when he came. Alberto Stolano, bro. Yeah. What a player. What a player. But um, Fuck me, what going back to knowledge, Dane, you, I often, people often ask me about Dane. They go like, how come Dane can remember, like on the podcast, you talk about a lot of things. How come you can remember? I mean, these guys can't remember anything. Uh, from well, it's not they don't remember how it is. These they guys, who's these guys? Trivia. Yeah. <laughs> these <laughs> idiots, Dean. They don't know nothing. <laughs> I asked them the question. They were like, we go. Okay, I've never had a guest ask us that shit. Like, we've talked to us like this before, bro. Yeah. Why are you two so chubby? Like, kid is not assuming. Well, they said they can't remember. Like, kid is so much zoom, big man. See the unzoom, blood, yeah. Talking what's over zoom. Which one I see IRL, bro? No one's scared of no one that says IRL, you know, blood. <laughs> now, um, Howard is, is, is a good point in terms of trivia has been something I've always enjoyed taking in but I, I, I always put that down to the stuff that if I find out a fact or I find out information that piques my interest then I tend to retain that whereas like I suppose more linear facts that you are presented in the form of like academia I'm not always as inclined to remember it but then that being said I feel like my subconscious mind tends to pick stuff up uh, a lot better than my conscious mind if I'm not interested. So there's certain elements of like schooling and stuff like learning German, some parts of like English. You're good at German, aren't you? Like science and stuff. Mick mm, Schlecht. Um, His German teacher came to a four day when I was opening for him once. Yeah, in Basingstoke, innit? Wow. Those are the days. Um, yeah, so I, I just retain information that I think interests me and that ends up being over a number of different subjects. And also like, I'm into like learning different things at the same time. I think if you can broaden your knowledge, because I feel like when people compartmentalize knowledge, like in a form of academia, you're really limiting yourself. And it's more about having hierarchy, this idea. Well, that's like, that's like how they learn in Finland now, isn't it? They change their education system. So where um, if they, if they're doing a subject, um, like they wouldn't do a So they won't break it up into subjects. They'll mm-hmm. s- study a time period and they'll study like the geography, the history, the scientific oh, yeah. uh, discoveries idea. and everything around the same time. And they'll work much more in groups. So because they, they'll know that certain people are stronger in certain other departments than yeah. other people. So they'll be like, oh, well, Marcus is good at tech. Um, Kay's good at like something. 
Um, and like, if we, you're uh, in a group, uh, bio, uh, sp- sp- science, correct? Biology. <laughs> Dane, biology D- Dane's Dane's Medicine. good at Dane's good at like history, for example. You put them together, and then like you could actually come up with a great piece of work. Yeah. Whereas, uh, and uh, and they feel like people will learn better like that. And it's how you actually learn in the workplace, or how you work in the workplace, more often than not. Anyway, yeah, definitely. Speaking as someone that's not been in regular employment <clears throat> since, <laughs> that's how it sounds. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what they do in those office things, right? Then, yeah. then they go to lunch and everyone has a cup of tea. I imagine. Like, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, and then, read, and then read, drinks read, read, after yeah, work. Drinks, that's yeah. a thing, right? So you, read, yeah. you read the metro and and then something and then have sex by the photocopier at a Christmas party. <laughs> they still use photocopiers yeah. in offices, I assume. So yeah, of course. Howard's suspiciously quiet. Right though, every if you think about it, we've all got our own kind of level of 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 trivia or, or like if you want to say expertise, right? So for example, you've got phenomenal Arsenal recall. For me, like it's Star Trek. Oh, like yeah. I love Trek oh, yeah. so much. Like I'm not gonna start, don't get me started, but like No, example, get on him at Trek Culture. What yeah, he's yeah. on <clears throat> Picard or the biggest Kirk, Marcus. Channel. Sorry? Picard or Kirk Picard or Janeway. Cisco. So, all Cisco, right. All right. Okay. Uh, Benjamin Cisco. He was. He was. Look, because... at, look at how Google <laughs> vociferously. <laughs> um, ben, Benjamin Cisco and a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, I know why you're picking in Benjamin Cisco." But the reason why is because he did things on the edge of space that were so not Starfleet and clean cut, but he did it to get the job done. Like so, he was he was a captain. Like if you watched it, you just realised he would do whatever it takes. Uh, tell them that fact you told me he... about the other day about the kisses and the um. Okay, oh, yeah, and, yeah. So, uh, the thing I love about Trek, and I think one of the reasons I like it so much, so it's really interesting how Dane drew that line between um, uh, Howard, your um, love of racism, your father, <laughs> and <laughs> no, no, of your father, and, and, and Arsenal games. For me, I realised the reason I like Trek so much is because it broke down so many barriers in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Uhura and Captain Kirk, when they had their scene where they famously kissed, it wasn't the first uh, black and white person kissing on screen together, but it was one of the first. And to have it on such a big show was quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, this is some trivia that we picked up at Trek Culture, they were told to film the scene a number of times, as you do when you're filming a film. And what they did was they deliberately fluffed up the kisses other than the ones where they actually touched lips because apparently they were, there was rumour on set that they were going to change the scene so that they got close to kissing or not. And they were very adamant that we had a kiss between a white man and a black woman. So Trek's always been a show that throughout the years has really tried to push the boundaries. William Shatner to, wanted today. to just be invited to the cookout. He's like, come on, man, I ain't going <laughs> to... William Shatner's cookout. like, this is my golden ticket. Come on, <laughs> yeah, get me in. This is my golden but, um, ticket into all the cookouts ever. <laughs> Let me try some of this. <laughs> what, is, what is this? But they were, they also, what is this fried chicken? <laughs> they also had um, lesbian kisses as well, didn't they? They had lesbian kisses. They had very interesting scenarios where, and I'll get into this and out of this without over explaining it. They're characters that were gender fluid, Ooh, characters geez. that were. So that, back in the 70s or 80s? Uh, this was in the early 90s, but still, oh, okay. st- still though, still, this wasn't oh, seen. Yeah. As much so, you had characters... people that still don't like accept that stuff, and like that, that's pretty like forward thinking from them, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and a lot of the, every time this happened, there was always a massive backlash. There was people saying that this was out of order, preposterous. We don't want to see that political on television, gone mad. political correctness gone mad. And it's even happened with the latest seasons of, of Star Trek. And I think for me personally, it was lovely to see a show where when I was younger watching it, where they just got past all of that crap, mm. past all that mm. bullshit. And as a human race, we were trying to move forward. 
and kill Klingons. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then, and then, we, and then <laughs> we was cool with the Klingons. And then we were cool then, with the Klingons. Then, yeah. then it was yeah. Do you know what I love about it? Yeah. Do you, know what I love about, do you know what I love about all that? Yeah. If you saw the passion in, in Marx's face right it's now true. when he was I'm talking well about all of that, yeah. yeah. It, but it's it's amazing that like you're seeing his face light up with something like that. And and Marcus, if you looked at Marcus, you wouldn't necessarily think, yeah, he's into. He's into all that, but it's the guy good. loves it, bro. Love and it. it's and it's I find it so fascinating and and it's like it's 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 a wonderful thing. As much as we will take the mick out of it, but when when you're serious about it, it's like raw man. Tell like, them, Marcus. Tell them that it was Kardashians before they were Kardashians. It was Kardashians before Kardashians. That's right. before. Yeah, they were the original lo- long neck aliens. This yeah, that's not even a joke about Kim Kardashian. Yeah, big inflated <laughs> bum heads as well. <laughs> Go bum heads. See, that's a Trek joke. See, Marcus gets that case. Like, what the fuck's he talking about? But Marcus is busting up right now with that joke. Well, it's probably time for the next question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> All right, Howard. No, I'm just moving it along. It's my job, isn't it? That's why I'm here. Just move. as soon as hey, I know Trek, we move it yeah, on. All right. Cool, my name's not on the podcast, is it? My name's not on the podcast. I'm just here to move it along. Set your phases to rude, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Man gets it. Um, no, thank you for answering God, my yeah, question. Absolutely. It went in all different directions. It was very enjoyable. Um, you know. <laughs> all right, 1994, who played in Arsenal midfield? Uh, shit, we had a really shit Dead. midfield. No, we had a really shit midfield. David Hillier would be there. Paul Merson's still there. Um, Mickey Thomas has gone. David Rowcastle's gone. So it's a really weak midfield. Ian Selly. Oh, I, I Ian Selly. <laughs> Ian Selly's in there somewhere. It's not a good midfield. Right. John Jensen is arriving the next year, if that excites you. Um, Do you know who the greatest team was, though? <laughs> Go on. Manchester United Cup with his cup winners. Fuck off. Go home. Beat Barcelona. Mark Hughes scored a great yeah, goal. Yeah, he was a good goal. Anyway, anyway Dane <laughs> Baptiste has a question for us to wrap up this very special episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything featuring Gockley. <laughs> 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 Ain't got a question. Ain't got a question. Ain't got a clue who this guy is, bro. (laughs) 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 Nice one. Right. uh, Keeping with the theme of questions and clues, um, uh, I want to keep it relatively simple. Um, Obviously, being sleuths and detectives are all popular genres within the subgenres within uh, the realm of entertainment. But I wanted to ask you guys who is considered. A slosh. Uh, no, a slosh. <laughs> a sleuth, not a slosh, K. But who who do people consider? Um, I'm being so charming. Both, both, uh, yeah. Who who would you say is the best detective slash clue finder in history? Oh, fictional. I reckon Ooh. it's the person that found out when Spencer Percival, who killed Spencer Percival. <laughs> tough case. In 18 to, uh, 12. Jonathan Wikipedia, K. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just to clarify, just to That's, clarify, are we talking fictional or are we talking real life detective? Um, I'm saying why not both? Why not Sherlock both? Holmes. Big, big, so the best clue finder. Or, the, wanna, or, the, or detective. Who you know why I say clues? Sherlock Holmes, yeah? Go on. Sherlock yeah. Holmes Everyone knows who he is. Little kids now, like, if you talk about a detective, that's probably the first name they'll bring up. Yeah. No one's bringing up the guy from the bill. The, I don't even know who you mean. Exactly, bro. Okay, cool. Like, you've got to give us more than that, okay? You've got to give us more than that. Well, there's good detectives because, no, like... like Sherlock does... Holmes, there's been, like, an iteration of Sherlock Holmes throughout every generation. Okay. Right mm-hmm. now, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. But, like, before that, there was loads of other people that played Well, I, I put it to you that apparently, some trivia I found out recently was that the most successful uh, author of all time is Agatha Christie. And okay. obviously, Agatha Christie used to publish a lot of like whodunits and books about sleuths and stuff like that. So, 
you know, does that mean that she's the best? She's, she's, she has created the fictional best detective in her works. Or could it be like, you know, Batman who originated uh, in detective comics? Or, you know, could it be Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Poirot? That's the dude, right? Poirot, that was the guy David Suchet played, didn't it? Yeah. That's right. He's got to go with the best facial hair for a detective ever, obviously. <laughs> I always so genre. When he was doing, playing Poirot, I always yeah. found it mad. I was like, that's the guy from the news, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> no better than, well, who you know, better than like, a journalist? Ross, so hold on. He goes and does the news and then he, he finds out who's died and then goes comes back. And then goes back and for the news and gets changed again. No, he goes, he goes and tries to find who killed the guy because he's just read it out on the news. He just puts his moustache on and then goes about his business trying to find out the killer. It makes his job easy, though, when you think about it, rather than be on TV being like, hey, mysterious murder occurred. He could be like, this is what happened, and this is who did it. You know how yeah. I know? Because I was there, bruv. Interviewed him and got the confession. Next on the news, keep your moustache next with the, with the fine beard oil. I, 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 I thought it was, it was very much... Do you know why I used to think that? Because it was very much like... Um, you remember how you watched The Avengers, uh, the Avengers yeah, yeah. Superman? Mm. And it was like nobody knew it was Superman until he put his, like, when he takes his glasses off. Like, oh, yeah. This is like, their glasses, bruv. And even Lois Lane don't know, and she's a journalist. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I know she's the worst journalist ever when you can't work out that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's horrible, isn't it? You think the clue would be when you're getting pounded through the mattress to the <laughs> ground floor by a Kryptonian penis. Like, he... A like, little bit of a trivia... What was his name? What was Superman's actual name? Clark Kent. Uh, it was Kyle. Oh, Kal-El. Kal-El. Kal-El, that's yeah, it. There Kal-El, you go. Yeah. Man went Clark son, Kent. Look at you of, going surface level there. Son of... Son of... Son of... Son of Jor-El. That's it. Son of Jor-El, yeah. Um, the, the, so, look, the best... You, be a, you've got it wrong, you a, You've got it wrong, by the way. It, the the best... trivia, by the way, for that as well, Howard, that um, Kal-El was supposed to be a... Uh, an interpolation of a Yiddish term mm. L to describe God, which is why Superman is supposed to be based on the uh, Ubermensch ideology, which is why as he has a curl, like a Jewish man. Mm, so really? He's got a little curl there, yeah. Oh, it's, nice. Yeah, because obviously, like, if you think about, like, a lot of uh, modern ideology has its origins from Jewish thinkers, like... Uh, um, socialism and the whole thing with the Ubermensch and then Americans through McCarthyism was like we don't like the idea they are saying to people can come together by themselves and be powerful without reliance on the government and that's except they, in our sports yeah and then that's why they introduced um, Superman's weakness being kryptonite because he didn't always have a weakness wow. so yeah that's some trivia for your AS much like Tom Brady much like um, Tom but you've Brady. all got it wrong by the way because the greatest detective uh, fictional of all time has Mike Lowry, bad boys. (laughs) (laughs) No, she has the best. She has a great theme song. She, she? I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Clip that. Um, Edit out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to give to Comic Relief, guys. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. You Wait, like. this is a comic relief. <laughs> uh, no, come on, you know who I'm talking about. Du, du, of course, du, 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 uh, Jessica Fletcher. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. He's um, in Baywatch when they discovered <laughs> who, who <laughs> was flying <laughs> to on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, funny. Jessica Fletcher is probably one of the best detectives. Who's in Jessica that. Fletcher? Murder She Wrote. She's played by Murder Angela Lansbury in I'm Murder She Wrote. Um, it's not just a song by Shakademus and Pliers, Kate. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, Murder, best she wrote. You know the Saturday Who Done It, so it's up there yeah. with Perry Mason. Saturday's Rochelle Humes. <laughs> yeah, Rochelle Humes is the best detective. The Saturday that done it. 
I mean, Khalid Rooney is a good shout, but I'd say Angela Rodriguez. Frankie Bridge. Frankie, Frankie Bridge. But yeah, also, also Jessica Fletcher, because I think she was a great detective, Howard, because she only had to recant a flashback as to how the murder took place. And before any presentation of any forensic evidence or a lawyer, mm. the person would just confess straight away. Mm. And I always found that very strange. She'd be like, and then you murdered him. And then the woman would be like, I gave that man 10 years of my life only to not get a dime in the inheritance. He had to go. What was the she, best confessions? She, she, oh, part one or two? Uh, I'd say one for me. <laughs> Do you know she made yeah, that I series? Think... She made that series for twelve seasons, two hundred and sixty-four yeah. episodes. She used to get Impressive. thirty million viewers a week. She still. I, I hope she made good residuals off that. But you know what's interesting? She's still with us as well. Yeah, she is. Because she was here. old when the show started. Yeah, with yeah, all due respect. Yeah. So I, well, I found well, she's still with us, bro. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's still, she's out. She outlived Perry Mason, Columbo. I was, yeah. Yeah, she's outlived um, Matt Locke. She's outlived. In, in, in that area, Columbo. I, yeah, I was thinking in that kind of, in that kind of subgenre, should we say, within detective work, Columbo for me was the, it was the, just one more thing. It was that. It was yeah, yeah. That, just one thing. Who is the man? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, bruv. <laughs> Shaft. He was a, what, a detective, though, really. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, hey, <laughs> some people Shaft. say that Shaft is a bad mother, you know, so. <laughs> mother lover. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I was talking about Shaft, baby. Then I can dig it. Shaft. Oh, what was that one with um, Hasselhoff and the car? Night Rider. Night Rider. Yeah, the, Night Rider was a. That is. Can you start but the car was the thing is though the car's yeah. smart in it so that's taken away yeah, some of the lungs. no wait yeah. wait forget all of that Axel Foley Eddie Murphy Beverly Hills Cop one two yeah don't worry no, about you know what he is actually very talented in that he's he often overlooked cop. yeah he's but you yeah. think he was a was better it, cop was it, was it Forty Eight Hours the film that inspired that uh, Forty Eight Hours with the Nick, yeah. Nick Nolte. So yeah, if you, if you watch that film, by the way, if you watch it, remember it was made a very yeah. long time ago. It very don't have the same ago. It don't have the same ringtone though, like dun 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 dun. Before like crazy oh, no, frog ruined that. You're, you're right. That's that's wicked. I was just saying his character in that, like you can see the elements of Axel Foley oh. coming out. So you watch the film. There's a scene where he's in a bar and he pretends to be a cop, and you're watching it, and that's. Axel Foley. You can see a director went, flipping Oh, we can make a whole film of this. Do you know what I mean? He's I see. Wicked. There's like, there's like a bit in there. I think like, there's no, there's so many bits in there that are like iconic and like Eddie Murphy was like improving a lot of it yeah, as well. Yeah. That's just so hilarious. Like, I like work bar. I smell pork. I used to be Muslim. I smell pork in here. Like, just, like, just hilarious. And then like the, where, the other bit where he goes into the thing and he's like, the guy's there called Serge and he's like, shut the fuck up. No, no I cannot. I yeah. <laughs> oh, and Serge is like, what is it pertaining? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, that. I've got some trivia for that as well. In Beverly Hills Cop, um, the original um, protagonist was supposed to be played um, by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, Ooh. so it's supposed to be Stallone. And in the film, um, if you remember, Axel Foley comes to Beverly Hills to meet his old school friend after his other friend Mikey is killed by Victor mm. Maitland. And hey, Mikey, in the original, it was smell written, pork. I used to be Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do the Eddie laugh as well. But what happened was, it was written uh, initially with Sylvester Stallone being a love interest for his friend. But then when they recast a black man as the lead protagonist, they were like, this would just be school friends. Mm. Can you name, a bit of trivia, can you name the composer of the Axel F song? Crazy Frog. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, Nokia. Nokia. <laughs> Nokia Corporation. Nope, incorrect. 
His name was Harold no Harold Faltermeyer, and there is amazing footage of him playing it on top of the pops. Uh, if anyone ever wants, really? to. he's on there just playing on the dun, keyboard. Dun, dun. Do you know <laughs> what? That was fucking amazing. Those were the days. I'd go out, and if he was playing a DJ set, I'd stay for his DJ set <laughs> for him just to play that. I would. Keyboard. I would wait. I would wait until you went ahead, Marcus, and be like, text me when he starts playing, yeah? Then I'll be down there straight away. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's bad. Harold, what was Voltermeyer. it? I, I will, I will, Voltermeyer. I will share this guy no, no, with you Voltermeyer. guys. It's a wonderful performance. Amazing performance. So what about Batman as a detective? I think Batman's a pretty oh, good detective. He is, he is known as the world's greatest detective. But there's a whole page, there's a whole page that on Twitter that is dedicated to like discrediting Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Is it run by someone called Bane? Because if so... Yeah, yeah. No, it's just hilarious. It's just people going like, oh, Batman's basically like just a rich guy with my... Like, he's a million... Like, it's just funny, like, but they've got like a whole... Like, everybody's just talking like talking shit about Batman. But they're talking about his his detective skills because... He's a superpower, though, yeah. No, they go... go, um, He's just basically Elon Musk beating up mentally ill patients. Like, and when you put it like that, you're like, right, he is. It's just wild. It's been, no, it's been on Batman, isn't it? But, yeah, um, but, but he you know. thinks he's above the law. Yeah, he's just a rich guy with money. He's everything we hate, bro. He does spend a lot of time beating up petty criminals, like in alleyways and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, but we yeah, couldn't... what for a guy? All right, picture this year. You're just a guy that's stolen a loaf of bread to feed your family. You come out of nowhere, this rich fucker out of nowhere just starts beating the shit out of you. And now your kid ain't got a they, loaf of bread, they, bro. They do do. They are very careful in Batman to make sure that the people he beats up are usually trying to like. Assault somebody, mm. hurt them. They've always got like yeah, a yeah, but you knife don't know something. the backstory. But they're just having a bad they day. Might be, they yeah. might be, they might be like trying to feed their kids or whatever. And then this guy comes out of nowhere, like, oh, look at all this money I inherited. We'll just beat the <laughs> crap out of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, so moving on from moving on from Batman. <laughs> almost feels like a natural conclusion Batman. to this episode, really, doesn't nah, it? Batman is the worst superhero known to man, bro. Uh, he's like, at least. At least, no, at least Iron Man, like, he actually came up with the ideas himself. You know, without you know, Alfred, without yeah. Alfred, Batman ain't shit. But, but you know Tony Stark's company created, like, missiles and stuff mm. like that. that were used yeah, that, so fair enough. Kinda... Fair enough. But he weren't beating up little kids on the road. <laughs> Just blowing them up in <laughs> yeah. other countries. <laughs> we don't, we don't, I mean, we don't know how old the aliens are in the invasion. They could be, like, four-year-olds being forced as child soldiers. Fair enough. Like, coming fair through enough. that portal and, and stuff like that. But, um... I don't know. Stop ruining all my favourite things. He's trying to beat up Superman. That's very xenophobic. I'm, 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 I'm anti-Semitic. And he's Jewish, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. it. Now, Batman, he's cancelled now. Batman is um, cancelled, I'll throw a quick one in. And if you guys know it, you do. If not, it's just something that I really like. Uh, Jack Reacher. So mm. Tom Cruise has tried to do the films. Ignore those. There's a new series that's just come out. Um, on Amazon Prime. This ain't me trying to plug it because I love the books. Red all 24 of the books. He's a military cop. He's a smart ass and he batters people as well that deserve it as well, yeah. Kay. He doesn't and beat use, up people. Use code MARCUS25 to get, <laughs> to get 25% off your Prime <laughs> video. Don't get paid for it. But he's one of my favourite detectives and it's because he's smart. He's not too... He doesn't beat people up for no reason but when he batters people he does it in Quite an interesting way. So yeah, yeah there's like yeah. 25 books out there that I've read over the years, and yeah, he's really cool, really really cool, Jack Reacher. But I don't expect you guys to know. You may do, you may not. But oh, you know who's like... a good detective as well? That uh, Lizbeth from the um, Millennium series. You know, Steve Larson books, mm. like the girl that ah. put the hornet's nest. Nah, and the, the best the detective tattoo. is uh, Sue too. Gray. 
<laughs> well, that remains to be seen, Kate. Yeah. Where, where are we putting Jonathan Creek in this as well? Where, where does he <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> On Dave. <laughs> are we not going to put Luther into the mix? Dave. <laughs> Who? Luther. We missed Luther out. Oh, Luther's good, yeah. Oh, we missed Magnum P.I. out. We missed quite Luther's all right. I think Magnum P.I. is cool. Bow, what bow, makes bow, Luther, bow. Yeah. What makes Luther interesting is that he's, it's he's the black. sticky situation gets nah, into nah, nah. him. That's, that's what makes it interesting. You're like, oh, right, it's Luther. He's black. He's just Elba. It's cool. His name's Luther. <laughs> but, but if that was if that was if that was just a random guy and it weren't Edris Elba, you wouldn't be as invested in it. Well, uh, yeah, casting me. has to do with it. But like, I think it's I like I like the stories, but I don't think he's the best detective. I think he just gets into a sticky situation. He's just a like, sticky situation, and it's how he gets out of it is a good watch. But he's not like. He's not. He doesn't do stuff. You're like, wow, that's smart. Like he, played, he never he really finds size. out. Then if everybody just tells him, so this must be the murderer, and he's like. Let's go and check it out. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. About, what about Target? Is that a good detective? Target. I mean, Target. In terms of length, like how many episodes of Target were there? Because yeah. he was doing that for years as well. Listen, There's been if, a murder. Trust me, if you go into like ITV Gold Movies um, yeah. TV on your free view, <laughs> you'll probably find like a marathon of Target. Yeah, yeah. You know, you Tucker know, you know them there. channels. Tag has got to be up there. Obviously, we said Luther's up there as well. I think I'm, I'm going with Howard on this one. I think Jessica Fletcher's got it, man. Yeah. I think like, he's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, you know, she was just on holiday at times, wasn't she? Just turned up and just solved it. Out here just chilling, yeah, just hanging out with Tom Bosley. Just she was the business. nosiest person ever in it. She had no business getting involved in these murders and solving well, she them. Right. She, got, she ain't got a badge. She hasn't even got a badge. She, she's got a typewriter. Her tool is a typewriter. That's a typewriter. So what? She was the original Karen. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, not even Karen. Actually, no, she was a Karen because she'd kind of be like, what are you doing in this neighbourhood? He'd be like, shut up! <laughs> shut up! You don't fucking know me. And she'd be like, okay, well, um, here's a flashback for you. And then Tom Bosley would take you away with no evidence! <laughs> Well, it's been a revelatory right. episode of this. It's, it's been a remarkable crossover. Thanks episode. for joining us, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for joining us. On, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Fist pump each I mean, other. You're welcome to come back anytime, yeah, like Howard, yeah, man. No, yeah, we, we Howard, do a lot of Howard, trivia Howard. on our show. Uh, yeah. When we do an Arsenal um, episode, <laughs> like, come through, innit? <laughs> Absolute pleasure. It's always good, guys. It's been a great episode, a uh, mashup episode of Ain't Got a Question. So, okay, so that's been the first and only episode of Ain't Got a Question. Oh, oh we didn't write that in the script. What about next year? <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know who writes this stuff. Who writes this stuff? How it has no tolerance, boy. <laughs> so that was, all right, that was the initial episode of Ain't Got a Question. Um, thanks very much for Dane and Howard for joining us. And also, thanks for listening. <laughs> Red Nose Day is built on the power of laughter and making a difference. And we've never needed that power more. The power of laughter is so important. So if you can, please give £10 this Red Nose Day and support people living in incredibly tough times. Donate £10, text the word podcast to 70210. Text costs your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers permission for full terms and conditions. Head to comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.